What's up, everybody? Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited that you're joining me for another fun podcast episode. Um, I bring a wonderful guest on today, Kamini Finelli, and she is awesome. Uh, she's joined a recent uh, tech company uh, that deals with uh, Welcome Homes, the ability to kind of pick and choose things from your computer real quick and build the home of your dreams. But she is a site civil engineer, and she is the manager at Welcome Homes, and she works really at the intersection of land development and technology uh, to really engineer some really unique solutions. So, uh, and the whole point of that is for customers to get their dream homes. And so she gets to work on on this really at this really fun place that you're able to uh, help people find the dream home that they want. So pretty cool place. She holds a bachelor's degree in civil engineering from Syracuse University, and she definitely prides herself on being a minority woman in the industry. And we do talk about that and her journey into civil engineering. And she has great tips and advice uh, regarding career advice, uh, studying for your exam, career pivots, and everything in between. So I ha just had a pleasant time talking with her. Uh, and I think you're going to enjoy this episode as well. So all of this is coming right up. All right, what's going on, Kamini? How's it going? Hi, Isaac. How are you? I'm doing very well. Welcome to Civil Engineering Academy podcast. I'm excited that uh, you decided to join us and uh, this will be a good time. Thank you so much for having me. Um, well, before we start diving into things, I'll probably do a quick little bio about yourself, but um, tell me a little bit more about yourself, how you found yourself into civil engineering. Uh, my civil engineering journey started in high school. Uh, that's when I started at, I attended the high school for construction trades, engineering and architecture, which is a crazy sounding name, but it's the normal New York city public school in Queens. Uh, and they had an engineering program that I sort of fell into. And I thought I wanted to be an architect at first and realized I wasn't good at drawing or sketching. And, um, in the engineering Academy there, I learned really basic AutoCAD and some engineering principles, <clears throat> And just things that you would learn in your basic first year and uh, freshman year of college. I was kind of learning incrementally throughout high school uh, and realized that this is kind of what I wanted to do. And I was fortunate enough to kind of figure that out in high school through process of elimination. Wow, that's pretty cool. And so what school did you end up going to and did, did you like it? I attended Syracuse University for uh, my bachelor's degree. Okay. And I, I liked it. Yeah, it was really cold in upstate New York, lots of snow. Um, but it was always my dream to go away and live on campus for college. Uh, and it was just the right amount of distance from New York City. And uh, the civil engineering program there was um, just eye-opening to the types of people I got to meet, whether it be international students or other students from across the country who came from less diverse backgrounds as opposed to me who grew up in Queens. Uh, but other than that, you know, we were all in the trenches together learning civil engineering. Uh, and I also lived in a learning community my freshman year that was all engineers. And hmm. um, that wing in my dorm room my freshman year, I just became friends with all those guys and girls who were all different kinds of engineers and stayed friends with them for the entire four years of college. And we're all still really good friends today. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you make good connections in college and some of those will probably last a lifetime. Yeah, I, one thing I tell uh, students there right now when I go back and speak is that 
these are networking connections that are happening every single day. So uh, when I can pick up the phone and call a guy that I had a you know soils class with and ask about a project he's working on or a firm that he's working for, uh, that's a really great resource. And what happens is once you graduate, those network connections spread across the, the country and even the globe. And you can say you have a really great resource just by uh, the commonality of what school you went to. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's awesome that to, to, well, for one, we need more women in engineering. Did you notice in school that there were a lot of women in, in, in going into civil engineering or uh, what was yeah. your observation? <laughs> there were not a lot of women. I'd say a little bit more in uh, environmental engineering than mm. civil. Uh, and I think, you know, every year as the program was accepting more and more women, that was kind of really cool to see an upward trend. Uh, however, still really small trend on women of color in particularly. Um, you know, I was one of the only women of color from my high school to graduate and go into a civil engineering program. And then so similarly as I was in the program itself uh, at Syracuse University. So that was just something that I... It was kind of like a reverse effect where I came from a really diverse environment and ended up in a collegiate environment that wasn't. And it was kind of jarring at first, but I was able to sort of find my roots and kind of figure out what I wanted for myself. But um, you have to just be able to find those connections. That's why doing interviews like this with you and making yourself uh, a little bit more public and outward, especially in other types of platforms uh, and meeting these people, uh, whether it be at conferences or networking events, is super important to me. Yeah, and I'm thankful that you jumped on and did this, and so um, I really do appreciate that. Do you have any advice for people that um, are in college or maybe thinking about college and maybe thinking about civil engineering and wondering if that's a good fit? Do you have any advice around that? Yeah, I think a lot of people think you have to be super smart. You have to love math and science. Um, that is, you know, the reality of your first two years of college. Uh, but it's not the reality of the rest of your profession. So if you are able to uh, really hunker down and work hard and be allow yourself to fail in order to succeed, that's what it takes to get through engineering school. And I always say they were the most difficult four years of my life, mm -hmm. uh, but now the most rewarding. So don't think that you have to be some sort of whiz to be an engineer. Uh, a lot of people you know, are just really hard workers and are dedicated. And sometimes it may take them a little longer, but you can come out successful. You got to jump through the hoops in college. Jumped. A lot of hoops. <laughs> do what yeah. you need to do. After that fourth calculus class, you're like, all right, what next? <laughs> like, oh man, this is kind of brutal. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great advice. Like if you just, um, you know, if you, if you can put in the hard work and do it, I think anybody can do it. Um, it's just a matter of getting, getting through the process, getting through the, you know, every teacher has a different program, a little bit different spin on how hard their class is and stuff, but, um, you know, do your best. And I think you can definitely get through it. So, uh, good advice. What do you, um, what do you do now for a living and how did you end up getting there? So I'm a site civil engineer. I work particularly in land development, um, in my previous job, after I graduated, I worked for a design consulting firm that was based in New York City and did all types of commercial uh, uh, developments in an urban environment, particularly New York City, uh, mm -hmm. where I was working on sewer, water mains, all different types of utility connections, uh, sidewalk design, uh, coordinations with landscape architects, and a lot of really cool stuff. 
uh, that was just high profile and, and really interesting. And that's sort of how I got my footing into land development inside civil engineering. What is um, kind of a day in the life of being in, in land development? What are some of the top tools you're using um, or issues and likes and dislikes that you go through? Sure. Um, day in the life. I am reading surveys, understanding permitting processes, familiarizing myself with uh, different municipal rules to, in order to develop land and um, site planning. In high, in a high, I'm now at a more high level uh, where I'm doing design more schematically than I was previously, where I was in the trenches, you know, calculating inverts and slopes of pipes and things like that. But from a higher perspective, now I'm able to sort of oversee land development happening at a higher schematic level for more designs. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good to know. And and uh, if you could list off maybe a software or two, what are some things that maybe you you dive into? Civil 3D for sure. Always, you know, trying to develop a quick surface off of some sort of survey that I've received. Um, let's see. Civil 3D is definitely my main component. I've been doing a lot of Excel lately, just trying to like map out data um, and kind of taking a different approach now on land development and trying to see other ways I can use tech um, to incorporate it into maybe predicting or understanding different municipality uh, permitting processes. Okay, awesome. I just like to ask people what they do and the kind of some of the tools around that because I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, what, what goes into different disciplines or different areas of civil engineering. So it's good to hear that in general. For sure. So, now you work for Welcome Homes, is that correct? That is what, correct, yep. What, what do they do? How does that work? Okay, so Welcome Homes is a venture-backed startup that allows you to build your entire home uh, online uh, with our custom studio. Uh, everything from land selection to selecting a home model and then all of your interior fixings. So what is traditionally a very chaotic process that has multiple points of contact and is usually all kind of on the shoulders of a customer, we now have a single point of contact and streamline the entire process for you all in-house. So where I come into play as a civil engineering manager at Welcome, I was the first civil engineer to be brought to the company. Um, I oversee the land uh, selection portion of that process and ensuring that our parcels that go through our land researchers are fully vetted and that we understand the entire permitting uh, process for those municipalities in which we're listing those land parcels. That's great. Wow. Um, how, how do you feel like the company's doing and are they only in... New York or where, where other areas are they in? Sure, yeah, we're currently operating the tri-state area uh, and it's still going really well. Um, we have a lot of buzz around us right now just because of the concept and it's something that's never been done before. I think mm -hmm. particularly for millennials who uh, really like to text and maybe have like one point of contact and don't are always privy to picking up the phone and calling someone. Uh, I see it as a really great opportunity for that millennial who's thinking about finally leaving the city and starting their family and maybe moving to Westchester or Putnam County or North Jersey uh, to say, hey, I want to do this. And I think I can put in a little bit extra and instead of settling for a house um, that I don't really love and I'm going to have to be fixing up for the next 10, 20 years to get something that's new construction in the location where I want to live uh, in a home model that I really love with all the fixings that I personally selected myself. That's great. So welcome homes. Do you see this expanding to other states? 
Absolutely. Yes, we are definitely trying to develop um, a product that is scalable for the entire country. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to be a part of. Absolutely. How did did you find that or did they find you? I found them actually. Uh, It was a a job posting and I just applied. Uh, You know, like everybody else during the pandemic, I was kind of thinking about that. What next type of step? Um, And it just seemed like the right moment to switch things up in my career. And as I mentioned before, I was previously doing large scale commercial developments and I thought I could continue doing this and build maybe like 20 awesome big buildings in my career, or I could build thousands of homes. And um, the switch to residential was kind of powered by that and having a more personal touch to now my customers that I work with every day. Um, Do you feel like you're going to use this service one day yourself? Uh, you know, now that I understand what it takes to build a home, I and, and understanding what we've done to make it so much easier, I think definitely I'm more key on uh, potentially building for myself one day. I joke that my husband used to send me homes for sale all the time, and now he's like, "Well, this piece of land is for sale. I see that one for sale over there." So we 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 may be looking for land too at this point. Um, but yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Um, that's awesome. So I'm I'm curious in your current role, what do you find challenging um, about being a civil engineer? What and what and along with that, what do you feel is most fulfilling? So it's challenging. Like I said before, I was the first civil engineer to be hired at Welcome, uh, and that means I have to explain all of civil engineering to a lot of web developers uh, and people with tech backgrounds who have no idea really what it takes to fully permit and develop land. Uh, but that's okay because I don't speak tech. So we're kind of bridging the gap between each other. And that's sort of the challenging part of my day to day, which I've come to really enjoy because I learn a lot and they learn a lot from me. That's great. And um, so that's a challenge, but it's also fulfilling for you if you feel like that's a really. Yeah, for sure. Because now we're able to take something that has been done for years and automate processes uh, improve upon them and streamline them in a way for our customers that hasn't been done before um, and making a better experience for, you know, the next person that wants to build a home with us. That's great. Um, to go along with that and the civil engineering world here, do you have any tips for engineers on networking or helping others just find a better job in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely mentioned before that your um, day-to-day friends that you make in college are the base of your network. If you don't, even if you don't talk to them after right after you graduate, um, but when you go to a networking event, definitely just don't be afraid to go right up to someone and introduce yourself and shake your hand, um, and just you know, kind of share what you're looking for and and try and find commonalities between people. I also think that just casual conversation is one of the best ways to network, whether it doesn't have to be about business 24 seven. And then that itself can you know, open up opportunities for jobs, um, work and all other types of things. Hmm, that's great. Great advice. You mentioned that you go back to school and you give speeches. What, what's, what do you do with that? Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm a part of like a young alumni association for the engineering college of Syracuse university. So I've given some uh, talks during the pandemic, especially now that they're virtual, I'm able to just kind of jump in and share a little bit with the incoming freshmen about what I do. Um, <clears throat> and I used to do career day as well for my high school and middle school uh, when I was able to visit uh, in pre pandemic. So mm-hmm. I, I really feel strongly about kind of giving back to those educational 
um, institutions that kind of helped molded me. I am a first generation college graduate, so I feel like seeing other first generation alumni come back uh, and speak about their career and what they're doing is really encouraging because I remember, you know, you start off with a large freshman class and people tend to doodle down and change majors uh, by your second and third year. So I hope that, you know, by my me being present and kind of speaking to these students, I can help um, them kind of, you know, push forward a little bit and encourage them in what I do now. That's great. Do you have any siblings? Do you, are they interested in what's going on in your world? Uh, my brother, my younger brother is an accountant and no, he's... <laughs> Kind of his own world, but my husband's uh, in commercial real estate, so I build and he sells. <laughs> ah, well, that's a nice tag team there. Yeah, I mean, two different industries a little bit since I'm on the residential side now of things, but um, yeah, I, we we can speak to each other at least. There's a little bit of understanding there. <laughs> that's good. Um, let's switch to a little bit to um, if there's any advice that you might have for someone that's preparing for like the FE or even PE exam, what, what's been your experience with that and what tips would you share with someone that has to go through that? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a tough experience. I am not a great test taker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I passed my FE and I'm in the process of retaking my PE. Um, and I have to say that, you know, sticking to your schedule and trying to commit to those study hours is really important. Um, and offloading other responsibilities, uh, whether that means like getting a HelloFresh subscription for dinner or things like that. Like so you, don't have to, you, know, you don't have to think about those kinds of things to try and make your life easier for those four or three months where you're studying for uh, is really critical. And then lastly, there is a subreddit uh, for a P exam. I think they share resources there sometimes. And it's also just like solidarity with everyone that's trying to study at the same time. And I found that to be comforting. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and if people don't know about it, we do have our own community. If you want to join it at ceacommunity.com. And that's just a private or just a Facebook community that we've got built. And then um, if people do join our courses, you also get access to one of our private Facebook communities. And then you really are in the trenches with others nice. going through the same thing at the same time. And it's an experience. Yeah. <laughs> are you uh, are you excited about the exam going computer-based? I'm very nervous. Obviously, it's the first time. Uh, I do like that it's, um, you know, more available now and I don't have to like track to a specific site. Uh, so I'll be taking it in April still, but, you know, on the computer, um, just got to bu buckle down and learn that whole 500 page booklet now that they're giving us. <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people are a little worried about that, but if you've taken the FE, it's going to be very similar to that um, now that it's switching to the PE. So that's kind of exciting. And you don't need a suitcase full of books anymore. Yeah, I'm happy about losing the suitcase. I think it's best left at home. <laughs> Use it for travel. Yes. For the Good trip deal. after I take after the PE. <laughs> well, is there uh, any other resources that you would find that you have found helpful that you could recommend to our audience, whether that's a book, a course, a website? Yeah. A I mean, it's going to sound strange, but we're always on social media. And I think Instagram has been a really interesting resource for me. Um, to be able to connect with people, especially during these times. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, w you know, women particularly that I've seen that are sharing about what they do uh, in their day-to-day, -day, whether that be in the field, uh, operating an excavator, um, testing soil, 
doing all these really cool things and sharing their day-to-day on their Instagram stories and just kind of feeling that connection with other women around the country has been a really um, wonderful thing for me to feel inspired by, learn more from, and honestly network with as well. Yeah. I've seen LinkedIn as a huge tool as well uh, for women in engineering and um, people posting things on there and it's just kind of taken off. So it's been fun to watch as well. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like, this PSA announcement, right, that you get to just share to all the people that you know, and if someone interacts with it, it can extend. So why not, if you have a big win or even a small win, just get it out there and and, and give people gradual updates. You don't have to wait for like a job interview to sort of share all the cool or an, or an annual review internally to share all the things that's been happening with you. Yeah, Which is another good piece of advice is don't wait. Uh, I definitely keep a monthly log of all the things that happen month by month, you know, whether I, you know, speak somewhere or have a notable accomplishment. So when I am ready for my annual review, I'm not buzzing trying to figure out what happened this past year. <laughs> That's a good advice. I had uh, one more question here before I uh, we kind of wrap this up. But um, if anybody felt like they didn't love what they were doing in, in the world of civil engineering, do you have any thoughts around what they could do to either move positions or look around or try something different? Yeah, sure. I think civil engineers um, have a lot more uh, hard and soft skills that they may not be fully aware of, whether that be in technical writing, uh, the ability to assess problems. Um, I guess my overall advice on this situation, though, is that don't think you have to make a hard pivot and change careers massively to um, have it find a difference in your life. It could be environmental based, like where you're currently working, um, but also maybe some like making small changes gradually would will be the best way for you to sort of kind of figure out where you want to go next. So, mm-hmm. like in for example, my pivot, I never thought I'd be working in the intersection of tech and site civil engineering, yeah. um, but that was something I am able to still use all of my previous skills for now in a whole new way. Uh, I'm not doing anything I currently was doing at my previous job, uh, but I'm not losing my skill set either. And I'm actually building on it even more rapidly than I was before. So um, just because you're not happy with what your current skill set is or what you're currently doing, utilize what you already have within you and trying to find new ways to use it, uh, innovate it and uh, create it for yourself. I love that. Good advice. Um, I, I totally agree with you. I think there's just a lot of different things you can do, but you don't need to make a hard pivot. You could probably find something within this industry that you could find more fulfilling um, if you're not loving what you're doing already. So anyway, yeah. well, I really do appreciate you jumping on the show. What's the best way for our audience to to find you? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Comedy Fennelly and also on Instagram at Comedy Fennelly. Perfect. Thanks, Comedy. You're awesome. Thanks for jumping on the show. Thank you for having me, Isaac. All right. See ya. Bye.